All right, folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Hebron to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Yes, I am in beautiful, wonderful Hebron, Hebron, Israel, uh, Hebron, Judea, Israel. And it's the latest that I've recorded my show in a very long time. It's Thursday evening here. It's just been a very busy week. That's the truth. It's been a very busy week. Uh, I was interviewed for the Jewish agency uh, project called Makom, which was uh, a big discussion with Jewish educators. I spoke at uh, Anadi Matar, uh, a Yehudit Katzover Women in Green Sovereignty Rally against the consulate in Jerusalem, and so on and so forth. Just tons and tons of stuff this week. It's been a very busy week, and I just uh, Noam Arnon, my colleague here, uh, Dr. Noam Arnon, was not feeling good. So I toured for him uh, a pre-military academy of young ladies. And so, uh, so it's been a very busy week, and I just finished off. It's Thursday night. I just had a cup of coffee. I'm a little bit punchy. I want to go home, but I had to stop everything and just record for a few minutes just to tell you what's, uh, what's going on in my life and also what's going on in, in all of our lives through the advent of the Torah portion, which is so important. And really, uh, recently... Um, uh, with with this government in place and the American government in place, I've just politics have been a little bit more distasteful to me, and I, I'm not so happy with this budget and a million other things. But I've just just been listening to news a little bit less, so don't be surprised if I'm reporting to you news a little bit less. I'm just involved right now in building projects, and and somebody told me something very smart that I do want to say to you today uh, about this political situation, but something positive I think uh, for people of my stripe, my ilk. So I'm working to beautify the tomb of Ruth and Ishai. Ruth in uh, English is Jesse in Hebron. And I've got this carpenter and he's an amazing guy. And we're doing great and beautiful things there. And we're making it, you know, just just something lovely. Just a real sukaria, as we say here in Israel. A real candy, a real lollipop of a place. And so he says to me, he says to me today, he's like, you know, when the left is in charge, we the right, we the nationalists or we the, I don't know, observant religious Zionists, uh, I don't know if he would agree with that word Zionist. Uh, we, the Jews, the Yehudim, the, the Judeans, we can do a lot of stuff because they're looking towards the top and they're not looking at the bottom. And when they're uh, uh, not in charge and they're suppressed, they're down, then they're looking at the bottom and they mess with us. And he goes, this is a great time to get stuff done. So that's exactly what I'm doing in my life. And I'm getting a lot of satisfaction in my life from just getting stuff done, uh, which is beautification of the tomb of Ruth and Ishai. Uh, teaching more and more folks about how to fight uh, anti-Israel, anti-Judean Samaria, anti-pro-two-state, pro-Palestine, pro-Palestine-ism, which, like, for example, I was speaking to this um, uh, Jewish agency group, and they, when it was question time, they asked me one question about Palestinian rights, a second question about Palestinian rights, third question about Palestinian rights. I'm like, wait a minute. Are we here to talk about Zionism? Since when has Zionism turned into how do we create a Palestine or, or give rights to Palestinians? That's not Zionism. Let's talk about Zionism, building a new hospital, bringing more Jews here, uh, uh, buying a new house, developing a new property, uh, Jewish culture in the land, etc. You know, going up to the Temple Mount, you know, and, 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 and uh, uh, liberating our rights there on the Temple Mount, etc., etc. And so, and they said to me, you said to me, Mr. Fle- Rabbi Fleischer, you're absolutely right, but... You should know that that's the questions that we face, which is the questions of Palestine. And I said to them, well, maybe the answer should be 
that's not Zionism. Zionism is not Palestinianism. Zionism is building the Jewish state by Jews and, and be excited to, to make it more Jewish and, and more strong. And that's what we should be about. And they, I think they may have accepted that. Um, in any case, what I started saying is that I'm just paying attention a little less to the news. Uh, and what I am paying attention to is the Torah portions, especially here, the Torah portions of Bereshit, which are so foundational, so inspiring, and so very much the path that we walk upon. And I uh, wanted to talk about this Torah portion, which is Vayetze, which is uh, chapter uh, 28 in the book of Bereshit, in the book of Genesis, Kavchet, and, uh, and onwards. And, and I just um, want to kind of stop and talk about the great vision that Jacob has. That's the beginning of the Torah portion. And this, this vision is the setup of Jacob's life and therefore the setup of the life of uh, the alter ego of Jacob, which is Israel, and therefore really the vision of Israel. I don't know why this hasn't become one of our national images, but really the latter, the stairway to heaven between earth and heaven is really a foundational national image. It is, in many ways, the very essence of what a Jew is, what a Jew is supposed to be. And I've been having some arguments with uh, Yehuda Cohen and other people on, on a few groups. And, um, and I said, uh, you know, my contention is that I don't think we always know what the light unto the nations aspect of the Jewish people is. But one thing I do know is that we're a channel. We're a channel between heaven and earth. We're a channel between earth and heaven when we pray and call out to God and ask him and beseech him and ask to draw down his face towards our needs, towards our understanding of the situation. Um, but it's also obviously a channel for the genius that is sometimes understood as the Jewish genius, but really it's God's channel into this world. And the latter is the great representation of that. Um, and basically, in the beginning of the Torah portion, uh, uh, Yaakov is running away from the comforts of his home. He's leaving... Um, he's leaving the land of Israel, he's going up to Haran, he's leaving his mother's house and all that. Uh, he's leaving his father's house. And um, according to the Midrash, he gets overtaken by the son of Esav, who seeks to kill him. And then, and then, and then Jacob says, well, don't kill me, that's killing your, your uncle, and that's spilling blood. Uh, instead, just take all my money, and that way it'll be like you killed me because I'm destitute, I'm poor. And... Um, and that's what he does. So th therefore, when Jacob gets to Haran, he is completely poverty-stricken. He's poor. He's got nothing. Um, and it's on this, on this journey that God reveals to him the big light, the big vision, which is, and he dreamt, he, he, he saw and here before him was a ladder that is pillared in the ground, it's stationed on the earth, but its head uh, connects to the heavens. And here are the angels of God going up and down it. Interestingly, interesting, interesting is that the malachim are going first up, then down. You would think it would be first down from heaven to earth. But I think that that goes back to what I said before, which is part of the angels are the prayers uh, of mankind and of the Jewish people. And those prayers go up. And an answer of those prayers is the angels coming down. 
And so we have to believe very much in the power of prayer uh, that we, we see here uh, being taught to us uh, in, this beautiful, in this beautiful vision. Uh, and then God says to him, and then God appears to him, he says, I am the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land that you are laying on, I'll give it to you and to your seed. And your seed will be like the dust of the earth. That's a very famous song. A Chabad song also. And you shall expand greatly to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. To me, that is the basic essence of the Jewish people. Okay? You're a channel between heaven and earth. Hold on to this land, and all the nations of the world will be blessed through you. That's it. The rest, the rest, the rest is mysterious and unknown, and 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 uh, you'll sometimes know it, and sometimes you won't know it. But that's the essence of the Jewish people. And he called the name of the place Beit El, the house of God. Although the name of the place was Luz beforehand, that's the name of the city around it. But this spot was known Beit El, Beit El. I used to live in Beitel for many years, and my standard joke was, aren't we glad that they changed the name of this place from Luz to Beitel, or else they would people living in Beitel would be called losers. Neck, neck, neck. Anyway, from there he goes on to um, to Haran and he gets to the well. There's a stone on the well, and and um, and that well that stone covers the, the, the watering, and there's all these shepherds and they're waiting for all the shepherds to come around. And then uh, he asks about Lavan. He finds out that Lavan indeed lives there. He got to the right place. And here comes his daughter, Rachel, with the, the, the sheep. She's a shepherdess. And he says, maybe an eye shot of her, he says, why don't you guys already like water all the, all the sheep? And they say, well, we can't until everybody gets together and rolls off this big stone. So basically, he, when he sees her, he becomes like Superman. Um, and he lifts up the stone uh, and he waters the flocks and he waters his uh, uncle's flock and then it says that he kissed Rachel and he cried Um, it says so basically he wanted to maybe he wanted to impress her or maybe he wanted to give her water but the point is is that he opened up this this, uh, well by by rolling off the stone single-handedly Showing great prowess, or 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 the spirit overtook him, and then it says, and he and he watered the the sheep of his father of his uh, soon to be father in law, right now his uncle. And the other thing is the next thing that we learn is Vayashek Yaakov Rachel, Vayashek, and he kissed her. He kissed Yaakov, kissed Rachel, Vaisait Kolov Vayevk, and he and he raised his voice and he cried. So there's water spilling everywhere here, right? There's like the watering of the flock. And now his eyes are, are, are tearing up. And I've been, because of Rav Mike Foyer, I've been reading Dune. And I guess we would say he's giving water to the dead, right? He's, uh, why is he giving water to the dead? Because he sees, uh, uh, he sees the great calamities that will befall the Jewish people later on, the Midrash says. Uh, or he sees that Rachel will not be buried with him finally. Uh, I, I, I'm going to throw out something that is not shot, not the simple meaning of the text, but I think it's uh, worth it to think about, which is, I don't really love the idea that he like kissed her. And Vayashek 
uh, is the same letters as previously as it says Vayashk at Son Levanachimo that he watered uh, the the sheep uh, uh, the flock of Lavan and then it says he kissed her but it's the same exact letters as as watered and I had this idea I told Malka and she she was she wasn't totally into it but I I just I don't know why, but I'm not, I'm not so sure I like this idea that he kissed her so much publicly. And the Medrash indeed asks, maybe he kissed her on the cheek or maybe he kissed her on the hand or on the shoulder. I think it didn't say cheek. It said hand, shoulder, or on the head. But I thought to myself, maybe he also gave her water. He gave the flock water and he gave her water. He gave her a drink. So Malka says to me, she goes, why is that even a big deal? What, she doesn't have her own water? And I thought to myself, and this is totally conjecture, but there's a beauty in it, I think, which is maybe he gave her some water from the land of Israel. Maybe he had a flask of special water that he gave her a water that she hadn't had before in her life, which is water from the land of Israel. And, and that is, first thing, that's a great kiss. And second thing, that he kind of gave her a vision of where this is all going. Just like when I was going out uh, in New York City uh, with, with, uh, with ladies and, and I would say to them, uh, until I met Malka, and I, I said the same thing to her, which is, if you don't want to move to the land of Israel, don't bother, because that's where I'm going. Uh, and so that's that's what I'm looking for uh, in a prospective mate. So um, maybe that's what he was saying to her. Maybe he gave her a flask of water, specifically from the land of Israel, and he said to her, you know, um, that's uh, this is where the future is. Come with me. Uh, in any case, famously, uh, he works for her for seven years, but is given... Instead, on, on, the, on the wedding night, is given Le'ah. He works for seven more days. He gets tricked, and he gets Le'ah. Uh, he works for, for seven days later, he gets Rachel, but works another seven years, and then works another six years for his own uh, welfare. Uh, in the meantime, there's a lot of interesting... Uh, this is the Torah portion that has um, um, these other uh, external talismans, magic things... And it's interesting because there's three of them. I used to think there was two, but I realized there's three. There are three different magic things. There's the mandrakes, which uh, Reuven goes and tries to bring for Leah. That's the mandragora. That's the dudaim. And the other, and so, and this is a this is a famous plant in the ancient world that was supposed to be an, a plant of fertility. And my, and my parents studied this plant very much. And there's all kinds of lore having to do with this with this plant. Uh, this this very specialized plant that grows in the land of Israel after the wheat harvest, uh, so that's one. Uh, two magic talisman is is when uh, Yaakov uses specialized sticks that he cuts in certain ways in order to um, bring the sheep and the flock into heat and then produce more flock and therefore get more of these speckled and and uh, and, and brown and 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 uh, ringed. Uh, a flock and thereby keep more of it and become wealthy. So how did he do that? And then there's the famous teraphim. The word trophy comes from the word teraphim, which are these uh, idolatrous gods uh, that Rachel stole from her father's house and then sits on them. The Medra says that uh, these basically were talking, were shrunken heads that were talking and would give you like predictions of the future. And her father served these things. Her father, Levant, served these things. Um, um, in, in his home, and she stole them out of rage, out of anger, presumably, and then she sat on them, 
and, and when he when Lavan finally chased after Yaakov when he ran away after twenty years, and she has said that she's got uh, her menstrual cycle, and she sat uh, on the camel's like pocket thing, um, um, you know, there's like a pillow pocket thing that on the side of camels, and that's where she hid these things. So the measure says that they were yelling out to Levan, like, I'm here, I'm here. And she just like, you know, sat on them and squashed her face and didn't let them, didn't let them, you know, yell out. Uh, so there's, th- these are like, there's, 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 it, it's a, it's a world of the Middle East of ancient times. And there are the mandrakes and there's these ways of animal husbandry. And clearly fertility is a big part of the discussion of this Torah portion because the majority of the tribes of Israel, 11 of the tribes of Israel are born, not Joseph. Excuse me, Joseph, yes. And when Joseph is born, that's when Yaakov decides to leave. It's Benjamin who's not going to be born yet. He's the flask of water from the land of Israel because he's the one child who's going to be born in the land of Israel. Um, but the but the question of fertility, um, how to have more children, and then and then Rachel brings in Zilpa, and and Leah brings in Bilha, and uh, and these two handmaidens also make up some of the tribes of the land of Israel to each. Wow! So like this is the birth of the Jewish people, and so it's not a surprise that Jacob is a master of animal husbandry, since he also knows how to give birth to the Jewish people as well. Not that I'm comparing it, but there's something there. It's a question of fertility, and then there's these other efforts, other rites, and some of them are kosher, and some of them not kosher. The mandrake, the dudaim, and the terafim. So they're all in this parsha, and yet the real God of Israel shines through in one of the most beautiful lines, in my opinion. One of the most beautiful lines uh, that exist uh, in the Torah. And I want to read it to you right now. Let's find it together. Let's find it together while looking at the Tanakh. What happens is in, in chapter 31 is that, um, is that Lavan's face changes when he starts seeing the wealth of Jacob. And then uh, Jacob hears God say to him, Return to the land of your forefathers, and I'm going to be with you. And then Yaakov sends to the wives, Rachel and Leah, to the field to meet him, to talk to talk face-to-face, right? Eyeball to eyeball. And they get out there to the field, the three of them. Great scene of the three people, the husband and the two sister wives talking. And he says to them, listen, I can see that your father's face is not no longer with me. You know that I worked him with all my heart, and he kept changing my, my, my wages. Uh, but then God helped me by showing me in a dream about how to uh, do this animal husbandry thing and to become wealthy. Um, and and this is my favorite part. This is the this most beautiful verse. One of the most beautiful verses in the whole Tanakh, in my opinion, is chapter thirty-one, verse thirteen. He Jacob says that he saw a vision of God, and God said to him, Anochi ha'el. Beit El. I am the God of Beit El. Asher mashachta sham matseva. You anointed there a pillar. Asher nadarta li sham neder. You made for me there a vow. Ata, now. Kum, get up. Tsemin ha'aretz hazot. Leave this land. Veshuv al eretz moladatecha. And return to your, the land of your family, the land of your birth. Why do I love that verse? What's so beautiful about it? The words Anochi Ha'el Beit El. I am the God of Beit El. 
I am the God of this place, of the house of, I'm the, I'm the God of the house of God, which is also place and also the, the real promise of the Jewish people back to God, which is we're going to build you a house of God. I am that God. I am the God to which you will build a house of God. Actually, you know, let me return back for a second to the beginning to explain to you just a tad better what I'm saying is that in that original vision, I forgot to tell you before, is that Jacob tells, after he has the dream of the ladder, Jacob t- says back to God, he says to him, he says, uh, he called the name Beit El, and he made, a, he, he made a vow, and he said, he said, if you keep me, Along this way, which I go, and give me bread to eat and clothes to wear. And Rabbi Tender, Allah Shalom, used to say, clothes, uh, bread to eat, because there are people who have bread, but they can't eat it. And people have clothes, but they can't wear it. So, God, so Jacob says, give me bread to eat and clothes to wear, so I could actually live. And I'll come back in peace to the, to the house of my father, and God will be a God unto me. And this rock, which I put as a pillar, will be a house of God. This thing that I made as a pillar will be a house of God. Everything you give me, I will tithe on to you. Okay, so the promise was that the Jewish people are saying, Jacob, whose name will be later Israel, is we're going to build you a house of God. And sometimes people will say to me, but, but the house of God is going to come down for heaven. And I say, God forbid, because we don't want the house of God to come from heaven. We want to build him the house of God. He's already created the whole world. He's made everything. He's made everything. The whole universe is the house of God. But the one real mitzvah, the one real thing that we could do for God is to build him a house of God. And I guess I would say, Follow me, my friends here. I would say that there are really two levels of the Jewish people's activism in this world. One is to be a channel for godliness. That is the vision of the ladder between heaven and earth. And we do that when we're in the diaspora and we bring godly ideas into this world. And the other one is... The other one is, on a higher level, when the ultimate revelation comes to be, is that not only are we a a, a covert channel of this invisible ladder between heaven and earth, but we actually build a temple for God, a physical temple, a house of God in the land of Israel in Jerusalem, and then that vision is no longer covert, but is overt. And the world recognizes the God of Israel, and can be, that channel becomes more of a pipeline uh, of godliness into, into this world. That is, that is the two levels. One is the channel through, the, through what's called the Jewish genius, but it's really the God's channel to this world. The next one, is, on the higher level, is an actual temple in, in Yerushalayim. Those are the levels. In any case, uh, 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 Jacob runs away uh, from Haran. Lavan catches up to him. God tells Lavan, don't speak badly to Jacob. And they make an understanding. They make a wall. That wall is uh, the separation between uh, Aram and that whole area in the land of Israel. There's a, there's, there's a separation there. Um, and that's the end of the Parsha as, as, as Jacob 
begins his journey back to the land of Israel. It's exile and return. It's the promise that Beit El, and then the call back to Beit El. So folks, that is uh, the Torah portion uh, in, uh, in a nutshell. And I want to send you lots of love and lots of blessings from the land of blessings. It is so full of blessings. Sometimes those blessings are hidden and sometimes they're revealed, but they are awesome. They are special. I want to thank the Jewish Press for pushing out our show every single week. They're doing a great job. Check out jewishpress.com and their great email. Uh, I want to thank also, sign up for it, and I want to thank also Prohibition Pickle for being a great sponsor of our show. We couldn't do it without you. You make you make Shabbos great. Shabbos makes us great again. Shabbos makes us great again. That's that's basically it. You like that? I like that. Shabbos makes us great again, uh, and 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 Prohibition Pickle helps Shabbos be great again. Uh, check out their delectable deliciousnessnessnessnessnessnesses. Whatever they do is really fun. Check them out at both uh, Instagram and Facebook, and we bless Chaim with a lot of success in that. And the Jewish community of Hebron, which gives me an opportunity to work here, uh, and hebronfund.org, which helps you be part of building and defending uh, the Jewish community of Hebron, which defends the tombs of the forefathers and mothers. Oh yeah, this week I also got to tour some 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 Assyrian Jews from Brooklyn, and I also got to go up to the top of the tomb of the patriarchs and matriarchs, like on the on the roof of it, which I had never been in the five years that I was working here, and so I had a great privilege to 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 walk on top there, uh, and to really really enjoy it, and to see beautiful sights, including a beautiful menorah picture that I put on online. All right, folks, more great stuff is on the way. I want to hear from you, yishayishayfleischer.com. I did some work on my website as well, yishayfleischer.com. Check it out. We have a great donate page as well, uh, and we have, and that means that you could be part of it. And also, uh, you could buy me a coffee. It's just that simple. Buy me a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee forward slash yishay. It's just that simple. And uh, I want to thank Dan Harris for uh, buying me five cups of coffee last week. That was really nice of you. Uh, it's really, really fun, and it makes a difference. And and if you uh, would would see me on the street and you would buy me a cup of coffee because you enjoy the show, then you could just go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai and just buy me a cup of coffee. That's a great way to support uh, what we do here. So that's it, my friends. Lots of love and lots of blessings from the Land of Blessings here in Avraham Avinu neighborhood in Hebron, right across from the Avraham Avinu synagogue built in 1540. Uh, it is a source of great inspiration for me. Uh, and I hope for you as well. I think that they're starting to open things up, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing you here. And I will be in the States right after Hanukkah. I will be in Dallas. I will be in South Florida, and I will be in New York City uh, for about uh, a week and a half. So maybe we can catch up then. Looking forward to uh, to doing an event in Dallas and maybe some other places. So that's it. That's all the stuff. Lots of stuff and lots of blessings and lots of good energies. And be strong out there. Don't let anybody get you down. All right, don't let any of the uh, the surveillancers and the COVID fanatics of this kind or that kind and all the folks, don't let anybody get you down. It's it's great times that we're living in. There's just some stuff that's covering up the moon, but it is shining in the sun. It's shining bright. It's beautiful, and it's a great time to be alive. Thank you, Hashem, for every single moment that you let us be part of your great program. So that's it, folks. Lots of love. Stay tuned. Stay connected. Stay part of the story. And shalom. Oh, yeah. How did I forget? Oh, my gosh. And let me thank Yocheved. Ben Bresky, Tabitha, Moshe Herman, and Lou for putting out the show. You guys make it really happen. Uh, and everybody should thank you because you guys get it out to them. That's it. And the Land of Israel <laughs> and the Land of Israel Network, of course. Land of Israel Network is our parent network, uh, started by Ari and Jeremy, uh, and gets out great shows to you. So that's it, folks. That's it. That's what I really mean. That's the end now. 
Lots of blessings. But don't forget to send me an email. I really appreciate just to hear from you. Send me a picture of yourself, your life, your kids, your dog, your, your, your flag of Israel, wherever you are. Shalom. My name is Jeremy Gimpel, and I live here in the mountains of Judea. And in these unprecedented times, I wanted to offer you a gift from the land of Israel. We've been here at the cutting edge of the Jewish return to the land of Israel. We've come to the place where King David first assembled his men and where he wrote most of the book of Psalms. We are quite literally transforming this desert mountain area into a Garden of Eden-like oasis. Watching prophecy manifest into reality, we felt called to reach out to the nations, to teach them lessons from the Bible in the original Hebrew, unlocking insights and understandings that you can only get if you read the text in its original language and from a Judean perspective. I hope to see you at the Land of Israel Fellowship. Shalom.